It is Lior at employmenthour.com, the, the employmenthour.com, that's L-I-O-R. And uh, toll free is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And we always start with the uh, the week that was, my friend. Uh, busy one, I, I assume. Yes, busy, and I'm, yeah. I'm glad to be uh, back here on, on the show. We uh, we were in life for a couple of weeks, but it's always a pleasure to be back. And I encourage all our listeners to give us a call if you have any uh, workplace issue questions, if you lost your job, if you uh, have problems at work. Now this is the time. This is the show to call. So as John said, I always like to start off with the week that was. Talk about a couple of scenarios that I've experienced, that I've seen, uh, or dealt with uh, during this past week, uh, things that may be uh, resonating with some of our listeners because they may be in exactly the same situation. So both matters I'm going to talk about today, John, have to do with changes to the workplace, changes mm-hmm. that an employer wants to impose. Uh, one of them has a good ending, the other one not so, such a good ending. Uh, both of them uh, uh, we can learn from. In the first situation I'll talk about, uh, this gentleman has worked uh, as a manager for, for many years. Uh, he was making most recently about $80,000. Now, uh, but six months ago, the employer comes to him and says, well, we have to make some changes. We don't need as many managers, so we're going to have to demote you to a non-managerial position. Mm-hmm. And this position, this new position, also comes with a pay cut from 80000 to $60,000. Now, obviously, that's a big deal, and the individual is extremely upset and very, very unhappy. But he thinks, well, I guess I have no choice. So he accepts it. He's right. not happy, but he accepts it. And he also thinks that that's the only way he can continue working and being employed for the next uh, few years. Well, fast forward six months later, and the company decides to let him go. Uh, and for business reasons, he didn't do anything wrong. Well, now this guy gets severance. But because he's no mm-hmm. longer a manager, uh, he gets less month severance than he would if he was a manager. Yep. Also, his severance now is going to be calculated on the basis of $60,000 instead of $80,000. So if the person would have gotten severance before this demotion, his severance would have been about $100,000. Now, after this demotion, the severance is worth about $60,000. So he lost $40,000 in severance just by virtue of accepting that demotion. Big hit. So what could he have done? Well... First of all, he did not have to accept this demotion. He did not have to accept the change. He could have treated his employment as being constructively dismissed. We've talked many times about this concept of constructive dismissal. And he could have told his employer, no, I'm not going to accept this demotion. Instead, employer, you have to pay me my severance. At that point, the employer would have owed him that full severance, approximately $100,000. The person only accepted the demotion because he figured that was the only way for him to continue being employed for more years. Instead, he lost his job, which is what he was trying to avoid, and he lost another $40,000 in severance. So that's one of the reasons why we have to be very careful about accepting uh, changes in our position, accepting demotions, accepting less money, because it's not just the job changes. It can impact us if the job ends. We could lose tens of thousands of dollars, as this guy did. And because he accepted this change and worked under this uh, new conditions for six months, there was not much I could do for him. So this is a story that didn't end uh, very well. Well, let me tell you about a second story, very similar, uh, much, much better ending. So again, similar situation. Gentleman was told by his employer that he had to accept a demotion and a pay cut. The individual, of course, was very unhappy and then uh, went home to think about it. And what he did is he called me. What I told him is that because the change that his employer was trying to implement was so, so significant, he did not have to accept it. His choice was to either accept it, uh, and, and then that becomes the terms of his employment, as the person did in the first case, or say, no, I'm not going to accept it and require the employer to pay severance. Well, what this individual did is he let me do a letter on his behalf. 
So I sent a letter to his employer saying, well, this was a constructive dismissal, and this person is now owed severance. Well, what happened next actually was quite rare. Mm -hmm. The employer wrote me back and said, well, you know what? We've changed our mind. Ah, yes. Okay? We no longer want to demote this person. He can come back to work right away in his old job and in his old pay. Now, this person was outrageously happy. All he really wanted to do is to continue doing the same job he'd been doing for years. So in that situation, we actually got him his old job back. Now, that's rare, and it's rare for us to be able to do that. But it does show us that there's other options other than just accepting a demotion or a significant change to the terms of employment. You can get severance. In this case, we even got the, the job back. Much better situations than just accepting a change and then losing out. This is one of those things where you can go online, check out uh, questions. Right, my employment questions. Right? Terminationquestions.com. Yeah. He could have asked. I would have answered. Perfect avenue. We'll take a short break and do a bunch of phone calls and get into severance in the construction industry. Yes, it actually exists, contrary to what a lot of people believe. And one 821 Lots more of the Employment Hour coming up on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. we got a bunch of uh, phone calls lined up. Go ahead. Lior's here. Hey, how are you doing? Good, pal. Uh, What's up? for taking my call. Yeah, man. Okay, so um, a friend of mine, she just got uh, terminated from her workforce. Uh, the reason was due to economic conditions. We're currently realigning our workforce with new business goals. Now, they said that um, it'll be terminated as of February 27th. Yep. And they're giving her five weeks' notice, and you'll receive two weeks of severance. Now, she's worked there for six years. Right. And they also never paid her any holiday pay for any of the years that she took holiday. Okay. Like for the whole entire time she's worked there. Wow. So I'm wondering, what is her, like, is she legally entitled to holiday pay as well as more severance than that? As well as, you know, does she work on contingency or so, so let me, let me make it out? Sure. So first of all, in terms of holiday pay, yes, she can go back two years and claim the holiday pay that they haven't paid her. That's that's easy. That's something that could be resolved probably within a, a few days. The more interesting part is as relates to, to severance. What they've done is, from what you've told me, they've given her five weeks' notice, and they said they'll pay her an extra two weeks. So really, that, that the, the week's notice counts towards severance, so they've offered her seven weeks. Now, she's there six years, and what kind of job? What does she do? Uh, she's in electronics. Okay. Field. So she she programs cameras. Okay, gotcha. And uh, approximately how old? 41. 41. So she gets six to eight months of severance. Six to eight months. They've offered her seven weeks. The only way it could be less than what I've just told you is if she signed a contract of employment that limits her entitlements. So yeah, not only is she owed... No contract. No contract. She just works hourly and there's no union as well. Beautiful. And it's an incorporated company. So she's easily, okay, owed probably another six months of compensation. That's a huge amount of money, irrespective of how much she earns. So very important that she gives me a call. Not only can I help her get that severance, believe me, it's not going to be difficult. Even easier than that, I can help her get her holiday pay that, that she's owed over the last two years. So very, very important. She does not want to sign anything. She doesn't want to accept anything. And then we may be compromised. So I would have her give me a call tomorrow, first thing. Let me talk to her. Easily resolved. Steve, that number is 416-216-5900. 416-216-5900. Bounce over to Dave. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, pal. Shoot. What do you got? Uh, I was terminated on uh, Thursday morning. Uh, I'd been there uh, at a consumer electronics company for about just over nine months. Um, I was in a senior role, uh, making 110 a year, and they offered me uh, in the package two weeks lieu of notice and two weeks severance, Right. which I 
think is light, but I, and I'm 58, if that matters, but uh, that's the situation. I'm just wondering if I should be pursuing anything different than that. Well, Dave, let me tell you this. The only way you get less than four to six months of compensation is if you signed a contract of employment when you started there nine months ago that limits your entitlements. If, I don't think it does. Uh, I do have a contract of employment. I, right. I will review that, but I don't what, think it does. What I would propose better than reviewing it is send me a copy. Let me take a look at it and let you know exactly if it does or does not limit your entitlements. Because if it does not, four months on the low end is what you'd be owed. Six months is, is probably a more fair assessment for you because of the fact that you were in a senior position, because of the fact that at 58, it may take you longer to find a job than if you were 38, say. So right. uh, four weeks is not even close, subject to you signing a contract of employment. So what I want to do, Dave, talk to you off air, and I also want to see a copy of the employment agreement. It'll take me exactly 60 seconds, and I can tell you whether that limits you in any way. Yeah, I did talk to, uh, I did do your employ- uh, severance calculator. Nice. Yes. Uh, oh, sorry, someone's coming in the car. I did do the severance calculator, and it said three to six months. So, yeah. And I did I did uh, ask for a consultation, which I have tomorrow. Oh, good. Well, look then, at you then, doing the homework, Dave. Then you're on the right track, and we'll, we'll look forward to helping you out on this for sure. Anyone else, it's 416-216-5900 and Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We'll take uh, another phone call before we take a little bit of a break. Uh, Wendy, hello, you're on the air. How are you? Hi, good morning. I'm good, thank you. Perfect. Actually, good afternoon. Yeah, right. Go ahead. Um, I was uh, given a uh, working notice on Wednesday from Allstream, Inc., um, who is a uh, division of Manitoba Tel. And the, uh, um, the reason is uh, restructuring. So my working notice, my termination date is July 15, um, which is... Um, about six months, and I have seven years of service there. Um, the, what I am more interested in is with regards to the severance pay. Yeah. So the severance is um, two paid days for every year of service um, because uh, I guess my company is under federal jurisdiction. Okay. Now, um, I, I, I guess... Is that because my head office is in Manitoba Tell, or is that based on Allstream? Because, um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, well, Allstream would be federally regulated as per, per statute. So certain uh, industries such as banking, railway, a few others would be federally regulated. But that, that's really a red herring. It doesn't really change what your entitlements are. Um, your minimum entitlements may be different in terms of whether you're provincially regulated or federally regulated, but forget about your minimum entitlements. Your full entitlements are going to be exactly the same, uh, and they're based on your length of employment, age, and position. So you've been there for seven years. Yeah. Uh, and what kind of job? What do you do there? Um, it's it's um, uh, clerical kind of process. Uh, so it's operation support type work. Got it. And how old are you, Wendy? 57. Okay. So in your situation, you're entitled to right around eight months of compensation, okay? Eight to nine months of compensation given your seven years. Now, what you've done is, you, or you, what's happened, you've gotten six weeks, sorry, six months of notice. In addition to that, I think they said they'll pay another 14 days. 
It's two weeks, right? So 14 days, 14 working days, I get technically it's almost three weeks. Uh, So in in that situation, you're probably about a month and a half to two months shy of where you need to be, okay? Irrespective of federal or provincial. So what I propose to do, uh, again, this shouldn't be very difficult to resolve. Probably another uh, a letter could get you another month or two of compensation here. Give me a call. Happy to talk to you about this. You're probably one and a half to two months shy of where you need to be. Uh, and then, again, very, very easy to resolve. Again, Wendy, that number, 416-216-5900 or Lior at employmenthour.com. We'll take a short break, get to more of your phone calls, and get into the severance in the construction industry right here in the Employment Hour on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. Other avenues of contact include the number outside of show hours, 416-216-5900. That is Lior's direct number and Lior at employmenthour.com. As always, the phone calls come first. Top priority. Mike, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks, pal. What do you got, uh, what do you got in mind? I just got a question for Lior. Uh, I heard him talk earlier about significant changes to employment conditions yes. and having the, you know, electing the option of saying, no, I don't accept this. I, I want my severance. I'm out of here. Uh, just wondering... Um, if my scenario would be considered a, uh, a significant employment change, what it was is uh, we were in private uh, cubicles, so nice tall walls, and we had our own privacy, and management changed us, about 10% of the people, uh, to open concept workstations where basically we had glass on all the walls and you can see your neighbor. You were basically very open. Is that considered a significant change to employment conditions? Thanks, uh, Mike, for your question. And and the short answer is uh, no, it does not. Usually when we're talking about significant changes that would result in a constructive dismissal, we're talking about the types of changes that are so fundamental to the terms of employment that it's just unreasonable to continue working. So changes to your job duties, to your compensation, to your work location. Obviously, making your work environment less comfortable is, is an issue. But unless there's a good reason why you absolutely cannot sit in an open-style cubicle because of the nature of your work, then no, it wouldn't be fundamental. So this is the type of change that, you know, for lack of a better term, one would probably just have to grin and bear. It seems like that when when you talk about changes in the workplace, it's almost some things that bleed over into a lifestyle change. Working days to nights going to affect your family. How far you got to travel to work is going to affect your family. Twenty thousand dollars less a year is going to affect your family. Right, right? And, and again, how it impacts you. So if you're making five hundred thousand dollars a year and you're being reduced to four eighty, that may not be a fundamental change. But if you're making fifty thousand dollars and you're reduced to thirty, that is a fundamental change. So every situation is different. Mary, hello. Yeah, hi. Thanks for taking my call. I'm a healthcare professional at one of the hospitals. I've worked there for almost 25 years, 18 of which have been a regular part-time. So I work three days a week, every week for 18 years. And uh, there's been some cutbacks this year, and there's been some talk about reducing my hours from three days a week to two days a week. So it is a significant amount for me, um, you know, like a significant money amount. So as I'm understanding it, I'm sorry, I, caught, I, I lost the beginning of your show today, but can they actually cut back my hours? I don't have to accept that, right? Mary, are you part of a union? No. Okay. So if you're not part of a union, you're absolutely correct. You do not have the, the obligation to accept such a change, and I agree with you completely that going from three days to two days is a significant change. Obviously, it's a third of, of your, work day, uh, your work week. Right. Uh, so at that point, you have a choice, and that's an individual choice. And what you may choose may be different than what someone else may choose, which is, again, the choice is you can accept it. And then you're working two days a week, and that's your job. Uh, or you can say, no, I'm going rec- to leave and require the employer, require the, the, the hospital or whoever you work for to pay severance. Now, you've been there for 25 years total? Almost. 
24 and a half years. And uh, how old are you, Mary? I'm 48. Okay, so you'd be looking right around 18 months of, of compensation that, you, that you'd be owed if you decided, if, if they're trying to force this change on you and you decide not to accept it. Uh, so ultimately you have to decide, is it better to leave with that compensation, 18 months or so of compensation, or are you better off to continue working at two days a week? Now, that's not a legal question. It's a question of what's better for you. Okay. Legally, you have that option. Okay, can I ask one more question? Sure. The cutbacks are going to happen over three years. So yes. if it's not this year, right. they may do it next year. And I think that's what you were talking about earlier in the show. So am I, like, how would my severance be affected if I accept to take the two days and the next year they lay me off, they, they get rid of me? Well, exactly. No, excellent question. So let's say they tell you, okay, we're going to make this uh, change where you're down to two days. Right. You decide, fine, I'm not happy, but I'm going to accept this. Right. You accept it and fast forward a year later, mm-hmm. at that point they decide to let you go. Mm-hmm. You still get the same 18 months of severance, but now it's calculated on the basis of what you're earning based on two days. So let's say before the cutbacks, you were earning, I don't know, $40,000 a year. It doesn't matter. I'm just using an example. Right. And now you're earning $25,000 a year. Right. Well, your severance is going to be calculated on the basis of $25,000 a year. Even so, though I've been there 18 years yep. at a different pay? That's Absolutely, yes. It's yeah. based oh. on the pay that you're earning on the day they let you go. Oh, I didn't know that. Right. Thank you. That's so important. something to consider. And what I, my, my best advice is if that becomes a reality and they want to implement that change, mm-hmm. before you make any decisions, give me a call. Let's talk about it a bit more at length. Right. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry, Mary. I gave, gave you the boot there. But that, that's, that's key. That she could be, you know, in, in essence, slitting her own throat for 30% of her wages. You a got year it. Now, and, right? and it's a huge loss. We'll take uh, one more before we take a break. Hi, Mike. Hi, gentlemen. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Lior, I've already looked you up on the net, so um, I thought I'd call in today because I do listen to this show pretty regularly. Good. So I was, I was, I'm uh, 54. I was let go last week uh, in, from a manager's role. I had been with this particular company for three years. However, I was hired by this company based on my 30 years in the industry and my experience, uh, and I progressed from a frontline customer service role to a manager's role for the last two years. Uh, my my uh, department hit, hit target every year, uh, brought in a lot of money for this company, and then a new manager was, or sorry, a new director was appointed in June of last year, and he and I have a personality conflict, right. and as a result, I was let go. And they offered me basically five months severance, and I have until February 3rd to respond. Now, Mike, uh, you said you were hired based on your experience. Were you recruited uh, recruited from another job, or did you apply for a job in this place? I applied to this company because they were looking for experienced folks, right? And uh, and so I applied and was hired by them. So okay, so let me. Uh, I, I know what you're saying. Ultimately. Because this is a situation where they didn't come to you and say, hey, Mike, you're, you're working somewhere, but we want you to leave that employment and come work for us. In that situation, you would be getting credit from your, for your past work history. And in this okay. case, because you applied there for the purpose of calculating the amount of severance that you're owed, really it's only the, the three years you've been working with the company. The fact that you've been in the industry for 30 years, unfortunately, doesn't play into this, uh, the severance calculation. So what, okay. we, what we're left with is, is you three years in a, in a managerial position. And, and how old are you, Mike? I'm 54. 54. Okay. So someone in your situation would be looking at, at certainly no less than six months of, of severance. You've been offered five months, is my understanding. Uh, yeah. That, so that's about a month off. It's not the worst severance package no. that I've seen. To keep and in mind... Kind of, 
Sorry, yeah. that's kind of what I was thinking, that um, if they go by the Employment Standards Act, then this six months is, is a pretty, is not bad. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know whether I should be fighting them or should I just put my ducks in a row, take the money and, and just deal with it. I'm not sure. Now, one thing to keep in mind, Mike, that your severance is also calculated on the basis of your total compensation. So, for example, if you're in a bonus a year, if you have a car allowance, that all has to be included as part of the severance. So it's not just your salary. Uh, right. But ultimately, what I'd assess you at is six months of compensation. Uh, you're at five. It's your decision as to whether you want to improve it. All I can yeah. tell you is it's not going to involve legal action. Usually one letter is going gonna, is gonna to do the trick here. Uh, it's your call. If you want to do it, I'm more than happy to meet with you, talk to you, and help you out. Mike, that number, 416-216-5900. And Lior at employmenthour.com. We'll take a short break. More of your phone calls coming up right here on the Employment Hour on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. I'm 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of Lior. Now, we've uh, talked about for the last two years. In fact, we've had phone calls, uh, guys calling us and, and ladies from the construction industry simply saying, I got the boots, and my boss said, I don't get anything because you're in construction. Shall we clear some of that up, shall we? What do you say? Yeah, we got to clear this up, John. I see this all the time. My God, in in my job, it it confuses a lot of people, a lot of employers, a lot of employees, even a lot of lawyers. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that misconception, that that thing that causes confusion is people think that uh, those that work in the construction industry, men and women in the construction industry, don't have the same rights or maybe no rights to severance if their job ends. And, you know, let's put that misconception to bed right now. That's wrong. That's false. It's it's completely, completely incorrect. Okay, so uh, those who work in the construction industry have the same entitlements to severance as anyone else. And why does this misconception exist? The misconception exists because the people that work in the construction industry don't have the same minimum protections under the Employment Standards Act. So the Employment Standards Act does not apply to those in the construction industry. And the Employment Standards Act also provides that as a minimum, you're entitled to a week's notice or severance per year of service. So you don't have that protection. But let's forget about that because your full entitlements, your, your entitlements to your full severance, your full termination compensation is exactly the same if you're in the construction industry and it's calculated on age, length of employment, and position. So if you're in the, working in the construction industry, your employer says, sorry, Bob, I'm going to let you go, and you know, we're in the construction, so unfortunately I don't have to pay you anything, uh, you know you've been wrongfully dismissed because you just heard me tell you that you have the same entitlements to severance as anyone else, and uh, in many cases people don't know that, and they end up walking away from tens of thousands of dollars in severance monies that they're legally owed. There it's going. It's 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 a common thing. I mean, the, is it the bosses that don't know this? Yeah, bosses don't know this. And again, I don't think anyone. Let me make it very clear. I don't think anyone's trying to get away with murder or anyone trying to uh, you know break the law. A lot of people don't understand this. I've had some debates with lawyers that don't practice employment law. You know, some you know a real estate lawyer that that all of a sudden wants to act for a, an employer and says, "Well, what are you talking about, Lior? They're in the construction industry. They're not uh, obligated. The employer is not to pay severance. Mm-hmm. That is wrong." That's completely, completely wrong. So if you've lost your job in the last two years uh, and you're, you are or were in the construction industry and you haven't been paid severance, guess what? You've been wrongfully dismissed 
and you can still do something about it, and it's not even difficult. So give me a call. What if your your, your particular uh, avenue of construction industry is, say, roofing or roads where it's seasonal? Is there the old temporary layoff? If you're working in a, in a job or uh, in an industry that's inherently seasonal, mm-hmm. such as roofing, uh, then yes, there's an implied term that you're not going to have work during the, the season where the business is shut down. So yeah, you may actually be able to lose your job temporarily or otherwise in that period of time. So if you're working in a position that you're, uh, it's inherently seasonal, then that's, that's very different. A lot of times what happens is employer, employees work for the same company for 10, 15, 20 years, and all of a sudden, the employer lets them go for legitimate reason. Maybe yep. business is not very good. And they say, well, wait a second, employment industry, we don't have to pay you anything despite your 20 years of service. That's, that's wrong. That's illegal. That's a wrongful dismissal. Kelly, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks. Um, just kind of a quick question. Mm-hmm. I'm currently on mat leave, supposed to go back to work um, here in the next couple months, and I've been told that my position uh, no longer exists within the agency um, due to budget cuts, so they did offer me some stuff, but nothing comparable to what I was making or really going to, not conducive with my family right now. Um, And so they've offered a severance. The severance that came out, I don't think reflects the time that I've been there. I've been there for 10 years with the agency, um, but it started off as relief casual and then moved into now a manager role. Um, And they're saying that my relief and casual work doesn't get calculated into the severance. Now, so. uh, how long were you doing the, the relief slash casual work? Out of the 10 years, how long did you do that for? Um, five. Five. And how regularly or often were you working? Were you working every week, every month? I mean, tell me. Oh, yeah, I was, in, I was in helping out at least every week. Every week. So, so yeah. it was fairly consistent. I know it wasn't necessarily fixed hours, but it was consistent hours. Yeah. Okay. And, well, I can tell you in that situation, if you worked consecutively, consistently for that period of time, then most definitely those five years do count towards your length of employment. Because when you became, you know, call it full-time employee, you were not a new hire. You were there already with five years. That's why you became a full-time manager, because you had those five years. So, of course, that time does count. So now if they terminate your employment, they're terminating an employee with 10 years of service. Now, that assumes, of course, Kelly, that the reason uh, for them letting you go is legitimate, that it has nothing at all to do with your mat leave. In other words, if you had not taken uh, uh, your mat leave, if you would still be terminated now, I guess that's okay. But if the termination has anything at all to do with the mat leave, even if partly, that is illegal. That is a violation of the Human Rights Code. Do you think? That, they, that may be going on there? I don't know, to be honest. I, I mean, I would like to think that it doesn't, but... Now, how much severance have you been offered, Kelly? Uh, 23000 uh, In terms of weeks or months, what does that translate to? Um, you know what? I didn't even really figure it out. It's the minimum. Like, it's the six weeks termination, yep. and then one week for my four-year. What, what was your salary? When I left? Yeah, most recently. 70,000. 70,000. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, Kelly, and how old are you? Sorry, just because that's one of the factors. 35. Okay. So in your situation, you probably get pretty close to a year's pay, you know, 10 to 12 months of compensation is what you're owed. So if you're earning $73,000, you can do the math and figure out that 23 or whatever you've been offered is significantly less. So you've been wrongfully dismissed. 
irrespective of the reasons for them letting you go, even if we give them the benefit of the, of the doubt that the reason itself is legitimate, you've been wrongfully dismissed. So very, very, very important, Kelly. I really do want to talk to you off air because you could easily be owed another forty to $50,000, not because I say so, because that's what the law provides. Okay. Kelly, that number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Please use that uh, beginning of this next week for sure. We'll take a short break. More of the employment hour coming up right here on Talk Radio AM six forty and AM nine hundred CHML. You have lots of time to give us a call, so feel free to do so. Uh, some emails coming through Lior at employmenthour.com. From Matthew says, I was let go last week and offered a severance package. My employers say that until I accept, he won't pay me commissions owed to me uh, for deals that I've closed. I don't want to accept the severance offer, but I can't afford to live without it. Uh, if I don't get these commissions, what do I do? Yeah, and, you know, very tough situation. So as I understand uh, what Matthew's saying is he's earned some money. So he's uh, probably in sales. He, he gets commissions uh, and he's earned a certain amount. And now he lost his job. And the employer says, well, we're, unless you accept what we're offering, the severance package, we're not even going to pay you the amounts of commissions that you've earned up to the day of, of termination, up to your last day. What I can tell you, uh, Matthew, is that that's illegal, okay? They cannot withhold uh, monies that you've earned. So you can take the severance offer, even if you were to throw it back in their face, not, not that you should or, or you would, but even if you did that, they still would have to pay you what they owe you. So we can negotiate severance. We can dis- even sit down and negotiate and go back and forth on how much severance you're owed, but that should have nothing at all to do with the amount that uh, they have to pay you up to your last day. So the best way to deal with that is let me send a quick letter to them because they probably don't even know that they're not allowed to do that. They probably figure, well, we don't have to pay anything until there's a deal. Mm-hmm. No, the deal is as only with respect to severance, now with respect to what's owed to you. Let me send them a quick, quick letter. Tell them, we're going to talk to you about severance. For now, immediately pay the amounts owing, and they'll do that. And then at least you have that compensation, and you can consider that severance uh, at that point. 416-870-6400, star 640, to give us a call here. Uh, this afternoon, we were talking about severance in the construction industry, which uh, confuses a lot of people. Now, how common is it uh, to see employees working in the construction industry losing their job and not getting severance? It is so common that when I see someone that does get their severance, I'm surprised. I raise my eyebrows. <laughs> I really i am not expecting to see that. When someone calls me because, well, first of all, let me say this. Most of the people that are in the construction industry uh, and lose their job, they don't call me. And they don't call me because they don't know that they should. They just figure, as many people do, well, in the construction, it is what it is. There's no point calling Lior. There's no point getting legal advice because we don't get anything. So it's actually not as common for me to get a call. But when I do get a call from uh, someone that's worked uh, or is working in the construction industry, almost always it's a situation where they have not received any severance or maybe the employer throws them a bone and says, here's a week's pay. Uh, so very, very, very common uh, and, you know, if uh, if there's one thing I want the, our listeners to take away from this, because I, I assure you, if you're not in the construction industry, you may know someone, your friend, your neighbor, uh, your relative, and uh, they need to understand that they have the same security uh, as relates to severance as anyone else would. So if they lose their job, their old compensation, don't fall to uh, don't fall victim to that misconception. Let me tell you about uh, our ask about job security. I mean, this is something that, uh, you know, on the union side, they always talk about, oh, we want job security. It's got to be all about job security with the uh, the CBA. But generally, what is job security and why is it important? And, you know, certainly non-unionized employees, and most of the time when, on the employment hour when we talk about employment laws, not all the time, but most of what we talk about does apply in the non-union environment. Uh, and you, you don't have the same job security 
uh, in a non-union environment because the employer does uh, have the right to let you go, but they have to pay severance. Now, job security is important because if you're if you just got a job and uh, you know you you're very happy and now you're going to be making this amount of money and you're going to buy that car that you wanted or you're going to uh, buy a bigger house because you're you're making that money and then all of a sudden your position ends. Well, wait a second. What happens then? You've just taken on these new financial commitments. So job security is very important uh, and there are some ways and we'll talk about it hopefully in in a, in a minute or two. Uh, to increase the likelihood of continuing to work and decrease the likelihood of losing your job uh, by making it more expensive for your employer to uh, to let you go so that maybe they won't let you go and they let someone else go. Bounce over to the phones for a uh, quick call. Got uh, Angel in uh, Pickering, I believe. Angel, how are you? What's your question for Lior? No, manager. Oh, manager. Um, I've been a super for 12 years in a condominium. Yep. Uh, leave out. With salary. Yep. And for some reason, the last month, uh, some brouhaha been going on. And I got inside information that they're planning to rewrite my job description. Yep. And if not, uh, to get a package. And what is my legal? I'm a 67 years old. Person. Wow. Okay. And you then 12 years. So let me, let, let's talk about both scenarios. If they want to rewrite your job or give you another job. The question then becomes, we talked about this at the beginning of the show, is if they're giving you a new job, how different that job is. So, for example, if now they're making you the cleaner, I don't know, now you have to, to clean the building uh, instead of being the super, uh, that is a, a significant change, and you don't have to accept that change, which means you're allowed to leave with severance. I'll talk to you in a second about what severance mm-hmm. is. Uh, so really, it comes down to what kind of change they want to make. So if they do want to impose changes, if they don't let you go, they just want to give you a different job, I want to talk to you. I want to see what they've offered you. And at that point, I'm going to be able to tell you if the, the type of job that they're offering you is one that you have to accept or if you don't have to accept it. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens if they want to let you go? They do have a right to let you go, but they have to pay severance. The amount of mm-hmm. severance is based on uh, length of employment, age, and position. So you've been there for 12 years. You're mm-hmm. in your, your late 60s, and uh, you're a super. So someone in your situation, believe, believe it or not, would be entitled to right around 16 to 18 months of severance. So they can let mm-hmm. you go tomorrow if they decide. As long as they pay you 16 to 18 months of compensation, that's fine. That they would have complied with their legal obligation. If they come to you and say, you know, we're going to pay you less than that, that's not legal. That's a wrongful dismissal. So mm-hmm. now you know what would be owed to you if they want to let you go. If they change mm-hmm. your job, if they let you go, I want to talk to you. I want you to give me a call. Let me understand exactly what's happened, and I can advise you on your specific situation. Are you given a, uh, Angel, are you given a, an apartment in the condo? Do you live in the condo? No. Okay. I live out, yep. okay. and I answer many, many calls mm-hmm. after hours, Saturday, Sunday, Christmas, New Year. Sure. Never have any problem with. And it's also, I didn't take uh, lots of holidays. Right. I didn't take the first year, the second year, and then I was taking no full holidays. I was taking one week, two weeks, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was entitled to three-week holidays. So uh, the corporation, because that is under Brookfield Management, so they must have the records of my holiday, right? Right. Sure. Now, even though, uh, Angel, you've been obviously doing a great job and working extremely hard and going above and beyond, 
they still do have a right to let you go as long as they pay you that proper severance. So don't take it as, a, as an insult to you. That's something that they're allowed to do. But make sure that that severance is paid. And if that happens, you do have to give me a call right away. Take a quick break. Enter in our last segment here, 1-855-821-5900. 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of the or when the show ends. We'll be back with our uh, last few minutes here in the Employment Hour on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. Our last few uh, minutes here, I want to talk about this. Is there a way you can increase your job security in a job? Yeah, and the, there is a way, and, and there's several ways, but the best way actually is to deal with it, believe it or not, before employment starts. And, and how do we do that? Well, a, a smart employer, a more sophisticated employer, may ask an, an individual to sign an employment agreement that does a few things. And one of the things the employment agreement may do is limit the amount of future severance that the employee would be entitled to get. And why is that related to job security? Well, it's related to job security because if you signed an agreement like that, you've just made it very, very inexpensive for the employer to let you go. So if the employer has to make changes and you're going to cost them very little to let you go and someone else is going to cost them more money to let go. You're the low-hanging fruit. You're gone. That's it. You're gone because it's not going to cost much. On the other hand, if you were going to be much more expensive to let uh, to be let go, then someone else may be the one losing their job. So how do we deal with that? One of the ways to deal with that is to identify in an employment agreement those terms that may limit your severance. This is what I call a termination clause, something that says, employee, if we ever let you go, we're going to pay you X. I assure you that if your employment agreement says that the X, the things that the, the, the employer says it's going to pay you, is a lot less than what you would mm-hmm. get otherwise. So if we can identify a term in a contract that's not favorable, what we can do then is negotiate it. And usually it's not very difficult. We would approach the employer and say, employer, I'm, I'm very excited about the job. I think I'm the right candidate. I, I can't wait to get started. There's just a couple of things I wanted to raise. And, and you raise that, and in many cases you can negotiate that. And what you've done in that situation, if you've been able to remove or modify that term, you've just made it more difficult or more expensive, I should say, for the employer to let you go in the future, which means you're probably less likely to lose your job because the employer is going to say, we're trying to save money, so if we're going to let John go, we're going to have to pay all this amount of money, so what have we done? We're better off letting someone else go that is actually going to result in a job in, in a money saving. So one way to, to deal with job security, John, is to negotiate a favorable employment agreement that does not limit the amount of severance you would get in the future. And as an aside, the shorter the contract, the better. People Absolutely. panic. They think it's not detailed enough. You don't want detail. If you have a right. one-paragraph employment agreement that says, welcome on board, your job is going to be production manager making $75,000 a year, uh, and, and you're starting Monday, that's the best agreement you can have. <laughs> you don't want anything more than that, because in that agreement, there's nothing there that takes away from your legal rights. So believe me, the shorter, the better. The less legalese, the better. Severance pay calculator. Shoot. So severance pay calculator, and I'll tell you very quickly before we go off there, John, about a quick email that I got uh, before we started the show. So severance pay calculator outlines or calculates how much severance you're owed, just like I've been doing throughout the show today when I've asked people how long have you worked and what's your age and position. And on that basis, I've told people you're owed six months, 12 months, whatever it is. The severance calculator does that automated. So you go to severancepaycalculator.com, okay? You've out, you in, input there your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and it's going to tell you how much severance in months and weeks and dollars 
you'd be owed. So if you lost your job, if you're worried about losing your job, uh, if you think uh, the employer is going to let you go in the future, you just want to know how much would I be owed? What kind of compensation would I uh, be getting? Very easy. Severancepaycalculator.com. It's the best way other than calling me, and you can always, always call me as well. So very quick before we go off the air, uh, uh, an email that I got before we started the show because when you do the calculation, if you want, you can press a little green button that sends me that information and asks me to contact you. So someone did just that before we started the show. Uh, and this person, person was making $75,000 a year, worked there for uh, over 25 years. And according to the calculator, they were entitled to two years of compensation, which is completely correct. So that's about $150,000. Okay. They received about $26,000, okay? Oh, oh, oh. So there was about $124,000 difference uh, between what they've been offered and what they should have been uh, getting. And they used the calculator, now they understand that, and they could do something about it. So $126,000. Very, very neat tool. Uh, I encourage everyone now to go and use it. SeverancePayCalculator.com. If it's one thing you do online today, make it that. Uh, anytime you want to contact Lior, Lior, L-I-O-R, at EmploymentHour.com. And outside of show hours, 1-855-821-5900. This has been the Employment Hour once again on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML.